of Islam radio persecuted for your beliefs jailed for your faith and exiled from your homeland but you refuse to turn to bitterness or vengeance instead his holiness has emerged as a leader of wisdom and compassion a champion of nonviolence among nations no society can truly succeed unless it guarantees the rights of all of its peoples including religious minorities whether they're Ahmadiyya Muslims in Pakistan or Baha'i in Iran or Coptic Christians in Egypt. I would like very much to confirm my support for the work that His Holiness and the Ahmadi Muslim community are doing, particularly in London. Even I didn't know when I was elected, then my name even will be proposed. The election is the same as the Pope is elected, but without smoke. regular uh, visitor and speaker to parliaments and assemblies around the world, whether it's the US Congress or the, or the European Parliament. Let it be clear that I am not speaking in support or favor of any particular individual country. What I wish to say is that all forms of cruelty, wherever they exist, must be eradicated and stopped, regardless of whether they are perpetrated by the people of Palestine, the people of Israel, or the people of any other country. In this we are allied with His Holiness, a courageous champion of religious freedom and of peace. I'm very glad that the movement will do something to correct this image. Islam means peace. I should thank Your Holiness for your highly enlightened sermon, not only uh, for the Ahmadis, but I would say for all mankind. Love for all and hatred for none. And this message not only for Muslims, but for everybody. man, though of humble beginnings, your leadership has made you a figure of global prominence, and you have become a guide for millions of Muslims worldwide. The Holy Prophet foretold of a prophet, one which would be the second coming of Jesus Christ, a Mahdi, a reformer, who would revive Islam and lead it forward into a new era of success. The Holy Prophet requested his companions 
to convey his salam to this reformer of the new age. He said, when you hear the advent of the Mahdi, then enter into his fold, even if you have to walk on snow by crawling and creeping to reach him. The role and sole purpose of this subordinate prophet was made clear. He would revive Islam, unite all its sects, and establish a caliphate which would strengthen Islam and lead it forward into a new age. I give you the glad tidings of Mahdi, who will be raised in my Ummah at a time of digression and distress of people. He will fill the earth with equity and justice as it is filled with oppression and violence. But how could this promised man recognize that he was the one? It could only be through a revelation from God, and this revelation was received by the noble and humble Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad in 1891 in a small town of Qadian to the east of Damascus. It is now the duty of every Muslim to come forward and accomplish the appeal of the Holy Prophet to join in to the fold of this Prophet, Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad the Reformer, the Mahdi, the Promised Messiah. I call to witness God Almighty who holds my life in His hand that compared to every other soul, He has gifted me with overwhelmingly greater ability and access to the understanding and the deeper wisdom of the Holy Qur'an. If any of the Maulvis who oppose me in response to my repeated invitations had attempted to outshine me in the exposition of the Holy Qur'an, God would have most certainly frustrated his attempts and exposed his ignorance. Hence, the understanding of the Qur'an which has been granted me is a sign of Allah, the Glorious, and I have full trust in Allah's grace that soon the world will begin to see that I am true in this claim. In the name of Allah, most gracious, ever merciful. Good morning, welcome, assalamu alaikum, and may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all from Saturday, Saturday, I was going to say Saturday. Saturday morning morning. live, and it's 10, well actually it's 9 minutes past 10. Is it it me I can't hear myself, or is it you as well? Yeah, I I was the same, I just turned it up. Oh, you turned it up? (laughs) Did I turn you up for you? Yeah. Hello. I think you've got your control at your side. Okay. Yes, Saturday morning live with myself, Kayum, and joining me after a long time, Brother Hanif. And Brother Fahim is going to be a lively show today. We're going to have some fantastic topics that we're going to be talking about. Um, The first topic, um, after about 10.30 onwards, we're going to be talking about the year 2024, the year of elections. Yeah. Um, We're going to be... uh, 
seeing what's what's happening in and around the world. They say more than 50% of the world is going to go to the voting uh, voting poll um, in in uh, you know across the across the, the globe. world yes yeah. across the globe. Um, we're going to discuss uh, voting. We're going to discuss the importance of voting. Uh, we're going to talk about um, how voting is related to serving your nation um, and how important it is um, within Islam, how uh, it is incumbent upon you to support your nation in everything you do. That is something that we're going to be talking about around 10.30 onwards. And then after 11 o'clock, we're going to uh, be talking about what Fahim does all his day, all, every day, every day. Yep. We're going to be talking about marketing and we're going to be talking about how we as consumers get sucked into this world of marketing, which uh, makes us spend money, which we don't necessarily have to. <laughs> yeah, but I think you're selling a bit short there. I think, <laughs> I think if I wanted to find out about something, the goods and the bads and whatever, and I want to know what the benefits are at a high level, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at least marketing gives me an idea, or they yeah. might influence me. We all know the tricks of... Yeah. Uh, Everything you've just said, I put into one word. Manipulation! <laughs> but let's, <laughs> let's, let's get to the topic. Let's get to the topic. After 11 o'clock, we would love to hear from you, and, and we would love for you to join us uh, on 0208 687 um, If you have an interest in politics, if you don't have an interest in politics, if you're not going to vote, call me and tell me why you're not going to vote. I would love to hear from you. If you are going to yeah. vote, um, I want to know what, what's your intentions. Um, what is it that's going to help you decide um, <clears throat> where your tick goes? Um, I'm not necessarily interested in what party. I'm, In fact, I'm definitely not interested in, in who you're going to vote for, but it's um, going through the, the exercise of voting. And um, if uh, you have any comments and if you want to contribute in respect of our second topic on marketing, Again, we would love to hear from you. Again, 0208 687 7878. You're listening to Saturday Morning Live with myself, Kayoum, Brother Fahim, and Brother Hanif. Uh, don't forget Twitter as well. Sorry? Uh, don't forget Twitter as well. Oh, of marketer. course. At social, at, at Voice of Islam UK. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, gentlemen, I forgot to say Assalamualaikum. Peace be on you, gentlemen, Fahim and Hanif. Yeah, well, peace be upon you as well. And yeah, it's been a bit. Some time I've turned up here on a Saturday yeah, morning man. and uh, uh, to uh, talk see, about. As soon as, uh, as soon as we told you it was politics, you <laughs> said, Are you fluid? <laughs> well, yeah, because I know what you're like about politics. You don't give anybody the real chance to actually put their point across. And, and I'm here to mediate. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> but no, yeah, it's, it's actually brilliant to be here today after a very long time. And yeah, peace be upon all of you. And yeah, I really want to know if you do not want to vote, yeah. Why you shouldn't vote? That's very People important. Died around the world to to be able to give you the right to be able to exercise your right of vote. And if you go back in history, it's the most important thing. It doesn't matter which party you're from. Mm. I think. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I'm curious like what, what when it comes to elections what are people thinking like is it you know i'm disillusioned with what's going on but that shouldn't take away your right it's something so important it's it's you know it's patriotic as well and like i feel like if you don't vote then you don't really have much of a right to complain about the things that are going on that i think that's such a valid point you mm. you, you mentioned that everybody is um maybe it's I don't know what it is. The people who are most vociferous after the event are the ones who never voted. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hold on, you didn't get up, yeah. go to the polling station, exactly. You know, exercise the right that has been earned. Sacrifices have been made, as Brother Hanif said, yeah. to, 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 to give you that vote in, in, in the West. Mm. Um, 
and yet you're not exercising it because and and yes you're right i think people are disillusioned but choose the best possible option yeah and it's it's like i always felt like you can't control what other people do yes right you can only control your actions yeah right so at the end of the day you you have your right to vote you can impact uh, change you can affect change uh but you're choosing not to and just because of the way other people are acting no that, that's a silly the interesting thing about all of this i let people know that they the flag of their country I mean, we know that how important a flag is for any nation. Mm. It's their pride, it's their identity, and that actually is symbolizes what the country is all about, its tolerance levels, mm. its welcomingness, uh, and, and how it has reacted around the world. I mean, you see it, not necessarily in wars, but in a very difficult situation today. But look at sports around the world when you have yeah. the Olympics when you have the World Cup in yeah. football what's there is the flag and everyone yeah. talks about you know the, which country is coming through they know ex- when they see that flag they know exactly what it stands for yep. and I think that's the important thing when it comes to also voting mm. because I th- yeah I mean we'll get into it and yeah. you know definitely please let's have your views on if you're going to vote not yeah. going to vote and actually if you want to know anything about politics this is the show to ask because you'll get a balanced view here I promise you <laughs> listen I, I love it Hadeev's got to give a balanced view <laughs> like, <laughs> you mean I'm going to be balancing that was a, the view that was the joke of the day the joke of the morning <laughs> you know um, in chapter 4 verse 59 it says verily Allah commands you to make over the tr- over the trust to those entitled to them and that when you judge between men you judge with justice and mm-hmm. surely excellent is that with which Allah admonishes you Allah is all hearing all serving and then seeing. sorry yes is all hearing and all seeing and in chapter 4 verse 9 uh, it says O ye who believe be steadfast in the cause of Allah bearing witness in equity and let not a people's enmity incite you to act otherwise than with justice be always just that is nearer to righteousness so beautiful and to the point that we are this is why it's incumbent upon us to ensure that we vote if not for us then for your local neighborhood if not for your local neighborhood Mm. for your community if not for your community for your society you know Keep changing the parameters if you're not happy to make it bigger too, because eventually it will become relevant. And that's why it's so important you must vote. Mm. I'll just add add to that, because many people feel that if I vote, my vote's not counted. Mm. It is. Why? Why should I bother? But what what I would say to people, that things don't happen overnight. If you look at how how our society has changed Mm. with worker rights, uh, with people being able to be given equal opportunities from the disability to be able to have a voice and and actually whistleblow without any repercussions, that's because people made a conscious decision sometime to make that change happen for the benefit of people. It might not happen overnight, Mm. but that's how politics and voting works. If you're not happy, if you want equal pay for men and women who work doing the same job, Mm. then where did that come from? That came from someone who wanted that change to happen. Mm. And actually, it was the country or the the party that was in power at the time to actually put that through law. 
But did that happen overnight? No. no. But it happened over people's minds changing. A bit like you can market people to, to be able to <laughs> no. change their mind. But I think that's Spin. the way to look I, at it. I agree. And I think it's just laziness. I think people, if you're not voting, personally, my opinion is that people are just being lazy. It's just like, oh, I don't know who to vote for. I don't care about any of the parties. Mm. Yeah. Well, then do your research. Exactly. Find out. Look into it. And don't just follow as well. There is that as well. But I feel like the biggest thing is that it's laziness. It's a... Oh, you know, I can't. I'd rather watch Netflix or something. Like, like, the, think about it. This is the people that run your country. Then, when things change, you can't be like, "Oh, why are it changing?" Yeah, right. I just add, just uh, sure. you're right. It is a bit of people just being too busy, can't prioritize whatever. Nearer the general election, the date people will start tuning in because mm. it will be everywhere. But I think the biggest challenge that we've had for people to convince them to want to vote is they've been seeing with the COVID inquiry, they've been seeing things with the horizon, with the post office yep. uh, situation, and actually politicians should have acted differently and be more mindful towards... Lack of trust after. and leadership. Exactly. Not only lack of trust, but integrity as well. Yeah. And that's what every party is going to challenge, going to have that challenge. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to SML with myself, Kayoum, Brother Hanif and Brother Fahim, and the topic... Uh, for the first hour or so is uh, year 2024, the year of politics, because yeah. globally more voters than ever in history will head to the polls and at least 64 countries plus the European Union are representing a combined uh, population of about 49% of the people in the world are meant to be <coughs> holding elections, national elections, the results of which for many will prove consequential uh, for years to come. And I think this year will define how the world is going to which way the world is going to be headed yeah. because these elections that we're talking we're talking United States we're talking United Kingdom we're talking EU um, if we if one was to go um, Asia hmm. Pakistan has just gone through the, the exercise India is going yeah. to go through it this year and India is the largest democracy, <laughs> in, democracy the in the world yeah. so you know very very important nations are going to be going to the poll which will um, design where um, which which pattern the the roads will kind of create and which direction yeah. we're going to be heading um uh, as to um uh, you know if one was to 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 reiterate the words of the his holiness the fifth caliph of the promised messiah uh, may Allah strength in his hand that we are heading towards world war 3 is this the year that's going to change that are politicians going to take heed but i want to say more than the politicians are we as individuals taking heed and getting yep. up and voting for the people who will deliver justice and who will work in humanity yep. and who will look for the betterment of the future generation and look towards peace rather than competition and, and, uh, and division? Yeah. His Holiness said in one of his sermons, Hazrat Musur Ahmed, who is the fifth caliph of our worldwide Ahmadi Muslim community, recently in one of his uh, sermons, he said that actually people feel that this war will kind of benefit their economy. Yeah. yeah. And that's why, because I didn't realize that to send out a rocket or a missile or defend a missile, it's like millions of pounds. Yeah. Just the one. Yeah. So if they and we're seeing how the many. The defense industry, it, 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 the amount of money a country makes. Yeah. 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 is it's beyond uh, numbers beyond our imagination and, and that's why sometimes 
sometimes countries that sell arms to various people okay. around the world yeah. mm-hmm. it kind of it does impact on on their economy but actually at, at, to what extent and and who is affected by that decision and i think yeah. that's where you're yes. talking about and i think you're also mentioning about that conscious decision that people have in their mind as to when they put their tick on the ballot box is it the economy okay do i care about my country for example bombing xyz or defending i mean i'm not just saying you come if you're in a kind of like saudi arabia that's uh, been bombing yemen for god knows forever. how for forever yeah. you know what kind of how are you thinking and there are so many proxy wars but this we're talking internationally here yeah. plus i think the important thing i agree with everything you're saying i think what today people should be looking at and the point how zoliness has reiterated again and again is the absence of justice humanity the absence of morals yeah. ethics values mm. they've kind of evaporated yeah no one is thinking uh, you know moral politics is just gone yeah well, it's like you were saying that um you know selling arms right it's going to impact the economy but what are you you're selling arms your army <laughs> like think about that act and i think that that's where like islam gives you that moral compass that it's not just about acquiring wealth it's not you know think about your act deeds are judged by motives right and at the end of the day i think that you know it's too too much we've just like let it go it's like oh yeah we just need to fix the economy because then you know everybody will be happy and then i will have more control I kind of agree with you there, pretty much. Yep. But actually, when you talk to someone on the doorstep mm. and you're knocking on their door, they sl- either slam the door in your face and yeah, say, yeah. I'm not interested, I'm not voting, you guys are all the same. Yeah. It's really hard to try and break through that. Because you, you raise an interesting point. Can I ask a question yeah. based on that? When you knock on doors, yeah. is it is it that they th- they say, we've heard it all before? Or... They're like, well, you're not. Re- you're you're only knocking on the door every five years because you need me now. Yeah. Well, what what is it that is putting people off? Kind of everything you said there. Really? <laughs> <laughs> because depending but on politicians learn from that. <laughs> well, y- yes, of course. Because if you right, let me just explain. Uh, a little bit about it. So if you've got 80,000 people in your constituency and you want to go and knock on every single door, mm. it's going to take it's you a, a long minimum time. a year <laughs> to get round to everyone yeah. and say, and, and nine times out of ten, if you knock on the door, they're not there, yeah. you're not going to come back. Yeah. So that's why people say, well, you only knock on my door when you need me. Mm. But actually, uh, when the general election is nearing, everyone's kind of in tune and they mm. kind of expect it. Mm. Then there's this whole idea about where people have lost the feeling and in touch with politics because we're all the same mm. of all the corruption and you know we, we had situations during covid where we were told to self-isolate not even meet our loved ones and see go to our care homes and where you saw what was going on during parliament all those things have really cut through the doorstep mm. and then they say well am i going to vote for you what are you going to do for me right mm. so that's the, the question and I'll just delve in that a little bit more. But actually, people are really busy. And when you knock on the door, they've probably been on a night shift, woken up, yeah. or they have, um, they've got to get the kids ready to go to school. Yeah. Uh, people uh, uh, do not have the time to engage with you. So nine times out of ten, well, not actually nine times out of ten, but sometimes they're just sort of not interested. Can you come back another yeah. time? You have to be very respectful. That's a default very, response. Very, yeah, yeah, very mindful of that. So... That's why I said it's, it's everything. But then you get people who are really engaged. Mm. They want to ask you. They want to talk to you. And also there is another distinction between local elections, mm. as you're electing your councillor for your area, and a general election. And there are also people who have rights to vote in local elections that do not have the right to vote in general elections and vice versa, depending on what their status 
is, etc. So there's lots of um, reasons why that happens. But I think the the, the nearer we get to general election, the, the more people will be in tune and you'll have meaningful conversations like we do. Yeah. The biggest one that really gets people is the cost of living. They're worried about they are are they going to be able to pay their mortgage? They're not. They're worried about am I going to have a job at the end of the day? They're worrying about the NHS. They're worrying about antisocial behaviour. They're worrying about um, this whole thing about police. Is there enough police? Uh, if if you report a crime, are the police actually going to be able to come up? Come up? come yeah. to you because they're so overwhelmed we know that 90% of the crimes I don't get too political but we know that 90% of the crimes <laughs> I loved him he looked at me because not, he knew I was coming with it yeah. okay. come on let's read it let's read it when you're, you're at home and you're, you're, Ill, you're waiting for an ambulance people are actually worried mm. that will the ambulance come they're the things they're saying on the doorstep mm. there are things that are happening internationally and worldwide they are really cut through to certain sects of our population they're hurting they're grieving and they're seeing it it all unfold in, in our eyes which is horrific mm. that comes through at the door and which party is going to be able to convince people one to come out and vote mm. and secondly come out and vote for you and it will all boil down to the integrity and the honesty of which party will be able to deliver what they're going to say they're going to deliver I'm, mm. I'm glad you mentioned parties what people don't realize I, I looked this up how many parties do you think are going to be running in the next election there'll be quite a few but there are, Give me a number. Mm. 10, 11, 12? Yeah. 15? 17 have yeah. declared up till now. Yeah, 17, yeah. Conservative Party, Labour Party, Liberal Democrats, Reform UK. Reform UK are the only one who've actually declared 181 candidates. Um, um, Labour haven't yet. Conservatives haven't. Yeah. Green Party of England and Wales, Scottish Greens, Scottish Family Party, Scottish yeah. National Party, Plaid Cymru, um, Alliance Party of Northern Ireland, Ulster Unionist Party, Social Democratic and Labour Party, yeah. True and Fair Party, yeah. Social Democratic Party, UKIP, Ashfields Independent, Kingston Independent, Residence Group, Liverpool Community Independence and Independence themselves. That's 17 yeah. different options. The reason I mention that, hmm. again, personal opinion, I think what Brother Hanif said is so true that when it comes to services, when it comes to provisions, um, at this moment in time, um, for the past 13 odd years, we have been left wanting in a massive way. My problem is we've gotten so used to or the system has gotten used to a two party system. And the reason I said there's 17 that we because the two have the funding to be able to do what you do, which is what yeah. we said, marketing. Yeah. They are able to go out there Advertising and budgets, yeah. exactly tell the others that they're there. There are, f and I want to be able to say, look, voting is important. And I think what Brother Fahim said is so important as well. Research is at the palm of your hands. Mm. In, in, in my days, when we, you know, we had pigeons. <laughs> You know, Going to the, the, local, the local party used to tie the manifesto to the leg of the pigeon and then throw them in the air. Okay, well, how about that time where we had to dial up? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you have mobile phones. 17 parties. What I mean to say is, look, there is a lot of offer. There's a lot to be offered out there. Yeah. And I'm saying in, in if you really want to do justice to yourself, mm. forget about everything else to yourself. Then go out there, research, see what all these different parties are talking about. Yeah. 
and then make a calculated decision whether you want to make a decision based on just yourself or you want to make a a decision based on the ward you live in mm. or you want to make a decision uh, based on the benefit of your country and um, you know th- we went through all the different options earlier but you must vote a lot of time people think oh we we don't have an option and as like brother hanif said a lot of people think oh this is not worth it it is always worth making that choice yeah and i the the fact that there's two parties that everybody thinks of right like there there is more out there and then we need to not just think oh it's a two horse race i think that there is options and so but my thing with that and i think that's a great point but then i was thinking okay what would my reasoning be with that and then i'd realize that okay if i just go off to another party for example um would that just take me out right like is it is there is the vote going to be relevant is it going to be relevant if i'm not voting for one of the two main ones revolution yeah. start from one person yeah no i think that's a really really yeah. good point because a lot of people in certain areas will vote you heard this phrase of tactical mm. voting yeah. and if it's a case of which is the party that's going to come second mm. close to either removing a party that they don't want to be in power yeah. they will tactically vote because that's how they can get their vote to count and that's why this whole thing about two horse races comes in because yeah. each one of the other out of the three major parties mm. they're all claiming it's a two horse race against one other party yeah. and you've got to try and cut through that message and it will be in different parts of the uh, country i looked up tactical voting uh, is something that i knew that would come up tactical voting lets you use your vote strategically to get the overall election result you want to see the uk uses an election system called the first past the post where a candidate who most voters do not want can win by getting more votes than a divided opposition by voting tactically you can overcome this problem by backing the party that has the best chance of defeating the tories when you when where you live in this particular instance they use tories as an example this website this they're talking about the the, the website that is defining this it, it 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 is it uses um people use this website as a tool to help decide how and where they should tactically vote i mean there's yeah. there is there, there are tools out there which will assist you in um making the full use of your vote as yeah. you just said whether you know as an individual you want to know if it it will be useful in if you change yeah these kind of tools will give you an idea i don't like them yeah. but they are there to to ensure but you know uh, again my, my my disappointment with the two major parties this year has been um uh, and and i think there's there's no secrets around it mm. um it's been the 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 genocide the the massacre um that is yep. happening in you know in in occupied palestine and uh, and the the lack or the the absence of uh recognizing yeah. that this um genocide is happening yeah. in front of our eyes and in fact the brother hanif you know said earlier we talked about weapons mm. they're in fact we as a nation are providing weapons mm. um for to to the to the illegal occupiers and they are bombing the hell out of like now at the moment rafa a yeah, place which was deemed yeah. which is declared a safe zone a safe mm. zone is being bombed for crying out loud mm, yeah. yesterday i think you, i i can't remember um uh, i think it was breakfast show they were talking to dr aziz afiz who is the chairman of the humanity first who, um they've got a team out there and yeah. and 
if you listen to what Dr. Azizafi said, it, it's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking what is happening. Well, there's, there's a video of him like there and yeah. like literally within after he's wished peace be upon you. Yeah. After that, there's a bomb going off. In That's the right. Yeah. And, and it's just like, it's and, so and real. I don't really want to take the conversation over there because the conversation is about uh, is about voting hmm. and it's about parties. But what that shows is that they have disenfranchised completely one very important sector of this country which has kind of put um, um, a spanner in the works I mean brother, I'm, I'm going to go to Brother Hanif here because Brother Hanif um, he, he, he works in this field he's there how do you think in realistic terms across the board I'm not just going to ask you from a labour point of view across the board because this is going to affect yeah. both parties. Well, it's going to affect all parties that don't categorically come out now and ask for a permanent ceasefire. Yeah. Right. So every and everybody is working out how are they going to coin this this term for ceasefire. Yeah. Labour Party, in, in its view, is saying it wants a sustained uh, ceasefire, which will then allow the aid to come through. So once a sustained ceasefire is, the hope is that it will become a permanent ceasefire because negotiations need to take place. But the, the issue is, of the horrors that we're seeing, is that you've got situation where you've got rockets flying over and you've got bombs being um, blown up and people, innocent people are dying and then you've got both extremes, uh, you've got the people, the hostages are in place but you've got the other uh, party continuing bombing how, how do you get that roadmap right mm -hmm. to, to a permanent ceasefire and every every party will have its way of doing it uh, but I think the bottom line is is that every party irrespective of who they are all of the 17 you mentioned want this to stop now they also want or many especially I can speak from the Labour Party and some of the other and that has always been the policy from the British government doesn't matter who's been in power is to support a two-state solution um, in, in, in that area but the current situation is making it really difficult but so there is a roadmap and there's a pathway mm. it's really difficult currently to come to this because neither side is is stopping but we definitely need a ceasefire of some sort to get the humanitarian aid in the I want you to hold on. that thought because we've got with us brother Adil Zafar oh yeah okay, yeah um peace be on you thank you for taking time out and coming on to the show brother can you hear us can you hear brother Adil Brother Adil, can you hear us? Brother Adil, is it technical faults? Or is it Brother Adil's phone? It's Brother Adil's phone. I'm not going to blame the tech for no good yeah. reason. Brother Adil, if it is you, uh, we will try and connect again with you. Um, but in the meantime, I'm going to go back to Brother yeah. Hanif. Um, you were saying, please. Yeah, I mean, the, the political process has to, has to um, follow through. And at, yeah. at the moment, it's so horrific. And this is where you talked about, is it affecting the parties? It, it is. And, and especially from the Labour Party, where predominantly you had many people from the Muslim population are uh, walking away in their, in their droves because they're very unhappy. But the reality is, is that although it's the Labour Party who are not in power that cannot finally make the decision, the, the, the Conservative Party that is in power 
the policy is relatively the same. So not only have they disenfranchised themselves from all parties have been disenfranchised by the Muslim Muslim population. Yeah. Let's go back to um, Brother Adil, see if we can, if we're able to connect with him. Good morning. Assalamualaikum. Peace be on you, brother. Earth calling. Earth calling. Earth, call, earth calling, earth calling, brother Adil. I think we, we're gonna we're gonna try once more time because uh, um, the the I think the line keeps dropping and there's some kind of error. Brother Fahim, what's your what's your take on all of this? Um, with 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 you know they're calling it now. It's it's what brother Hanif talked about. They're calling it the TMV, the Muslim vote. Um, there are so many yeah. people out there who yeah. are actually just, setting just, up just, independent yeah, exactly uh, parties. Right. Just on that, there is a circular that's going around. I, I received that, that all areas, constituencies, where there is a predominantly Muslim vote, mm. they are urging those people to vote tactically in that if that MP who is the incumbent MP or is re-standing, how did they vote um, did they ask for a ceasefire? Did they yeah. or not? Yeah. And that's how they that's how they're pushing it. That and we talked about a voice and a power. Yeah. That's that's what's happening. I yeah. never realised that the Muslim population in the United Kingdom is so is is it's spread in a very tactical way <laughs> because they tactical house in placement geographical oh, yeah. placement. Yeah, they, I mean, if one was to believe. What the the spin doctors? Mm. What people like you, mm. <laughs> the spin doctors? If one was to believe them, the Muslim vote can have actually a a, a fairly. I'm not going to say major. Uh, 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 they can put a dent in both parties yeah. if with these independents. Yeah, but so how I see it, and mm. and what you what you're saying is that for me, I think that one of the biggest issues that everybody's faced or feels is the lack of acknowledgement, right? I think that when mm. you're seeing things online, right, and then they're being denied. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, I think that that's just, it's, it's, for me, it's crazy to think that someone can stand there and just deny something. But, but is so. that, that point for him is making, Brother Hanif? Yeah. That's why they're closing the doors on you, are they not? Yeah, I mean, th- it's exactly right, because back in the day, as you mentioned, before we used to send information on pigeons and we yeah, had to yeah. dial up and not have our mobile phones, you didn't see what was going on, yeah. all, the, all the atrocities around the world. I mean, not just what we're talking about, Gaza, yeah, yeah. but everything from the Boko Haram in West Africa, what's happening to the Rohingya Muslims, yeah. um, and what's happening to Bosnia, the Uyghur Muslims in Bosnia. So people are now seeing it. You can't deny it. You can't yeah. hide from it. You cannot see. And then, and everybody has got their spin on it. Yeah. And who do you believe? But it's quite hard when you've got people there in these conflicts saying this is what's happening. Yeah. Uh, look at what's happening in Darfur. So... Yeah, uh, your point is valid for mm. him, and and people are looking at. It, they think we're we're silly. We mm. think we're. You <laughs> think we, voters yeah. are saying? You think we don't know what's going on? Yeah, exactly. Do you really believe? And my my biggest fear is that there are many issues in this country that we need to to solve. Mm. For example, you know the cost of living, whatever. Is that going to cut through more? Is this Gaza, uh, the Palestinian and Israeli war, going to cut through? Is it going to make that big dent? When I talk to people on the doorstep, no one is happy with the situation, mm. and it's and I will tell you that the way the people are feeling is not 
it's not only by the Muslims. Yeah. I can tell you that other people from all faiths, not mm. even faiths, even the normal public, mm. Joe Bloggs is so upset with the situation. Mm. They tell you on the doorstep. And are politicians realizing that? Are they are they listening to it? But just I just think one last thing is that the challenge the politicians have is that if you want a party to be in power, it cannot be a protest party. It has to be a party that's going to govern. Yeah. And if you're going to govern and secure our borders and look after the nation, you've got to have a different mindset. And I think people struggle with that. I'll just yeah. end there. Sorry. Cool. We've we've actually oh, got we've, we've managed <laughs> no, 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 to, I, we've, we've managed to get we've managed to get Adil online now. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Uh, good morning, Assalamualaikum. Peace be on you, Adil. Adil. Adil, this is this is becoming this is becoming okay. a, a, a technical nightmare here. Yeah. But we're we're not gonna we're not gonna ponder over it too much. We're gonna go straight to brother Fahim. Sorry, I'm not gonna. Yeah, yeah. I, I keep calling you brother Fahim, <laughs> and, and I just got uh, a, a brother. Just uh, again, a brother. No. I'm, I'm so used to the word yeah, brother. Yeah. I just got a message saying, "Look, stop with the brother stuff. Just take the first names. You've introduced them as brothers." So Hanif and Fahim. Yes, Fahim. No, go so. For it. I hear that and I think that that's uh, one of the key things because I was thinking about like because I like to internalize everything I was like okay if I was in charge during COVID what would I have done (laughs) right and I think that that's where my moral guidance through Islam will always guide me and I think that that's where this is why you're seeing this you know the TMV feeling that is because it's just justice and no one wants to see someone be killed no one wants to see the way that like the extermination essentially that's happening Um, so I think that it's going to cause people to be different but I hear your point I, 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 I agree with that because I think that you want someone who can lead this country to better days not just internationally or to to you don't want a leader who just sides with your opinion right Mm -hmm. you want someone who's going to come in and act fairly with integrity and do what's best for the country and this is where service to humanity another islamic trait uh, or islamic guidance is that you know you need to think of others Right, it's not about it's about making sure that humanity is safe, making sure that you serve humanity. Any good leader, as we've seen in so many examples of His Holiness, right? Any good leader there is there to help the people, to guide the people, and that's what we're lacking. And I think that a lot of the time, especially with the current situation, um, I think a lot of people are like this isn't the person I even voted for, right? Mm. I think that's that's another thing that that's that a lot of people are are bothered about, and. But then a lot of these people may not turn up at the polls. So you need to turn up at the polls if you're going to complain about the fact that this leader we didn't vote for. Yeah. For the last time, let's try again. Brother oh, Adil. Yeah, please okay. do. Yeah, please do. Good morning. I Welcome. Salut. Oh, fantastic. Oh, we've got Brother Adil eventually. Yes. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yes, <laughs> praise the Lord. Brother Adil, can you hear us? Yes, yes, absolutely. Can you hear me? Yes, yes we can. Good morning and peace be on you, brother. <clears throat> Uh, peace be on you all as well, and luck luck for having me on the on the show. So where are you at the moment? Because I know you're globe trotting. Yes, so I'm I'm in Lahore. I just uh, 
so, popped over for the weekend. So, so well, thought, but, um, did you hear that? He popped over. <laughs> I, I love it. I love people like Brother Adil. You know that. They, they pop over to different countries of the world for the weekend. Eight hour flight. Without going into too much detail, I mean, we mentioned that Pakistan's had the election already. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, just give us a brief, very brief, um, I know, um, you, you know, within what we can do, um, a report yeah. on what's happening out there. So, um, if you look at the history of uh, Pakistan in terms of the elections, this is probably the uh, 10th or 11th election <clears throat> since 1970. Um, and if you look at um, the turnout of the last sort of um, the two elections, this is this is on par with probably the um, one of the lowest turnouts. So we're talking about 47 percent. Oh wow! Um, um, so the lowest, I guess, in 1997 was 35 <clears throat> percent. The population that could vote was about 130 million, and we're talking about 60 million who went to the polls. Wow. Because uh, having sorry, the reason. Any, any any specific reason? There could be a multitude of reasons. I think one is that the, the voters are um, a little bit tired in terms of what's happened over the last uh, two to three years in terms of the politics. Um, and um, the, 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 the landscape has, has, has changed drastically. Mm. <clears throat> so voters that would have gone to, to vote for, let's say, one of the largest parties, which is PTI, in 2018, um, they've kind of been become despondent. So, so perhaps one of the reasons is um, that it's it's voters' trust, I guess. Is it going to be a coalition? <clears throat> oh, absolutely. I think there's some. Um, the latest news is that um, the PMLN and uh, PPP are going to form a coalition government. Um, if you look at the the election results that have come through to date. Um, this has never happened in the history of Pakistan before. We have, uh, in the National Assembly, you have more independent candidates in the National Assembly than actual formal parties. Wow, interesting. And um, obviously the assumption is that all of those independent uh, candidates are backed by the PTI. Yeah. Uh, Atul, you know, um, with that scenario, there's always this adage that when you have too many independents or people... Uh, people for representing their own community in a big way, like residents' association. Does that stifle progression? Does that stifle investment? Does that stifle vision for a country? See, the thing is, if you look at the climate um, where we are today in Pakistan, mm. um, those independents will remain, uh, will more than likely sit in opposition. Mm. And uh, if you look at the number of seats that are being contested, it's around about 266 seats in the National Assembly. Okay. And so if PMLN and PPP, plus maybe another five or six, uh, join the coalition, that, that gives them the majority. Um, in terms of having a strong opposition, again, the assumption is that majority of them will uh, form a coalition again on the opposition side. Um, we don't know yet what the, okay. what, under what umbrella. Have have the have the independence. Um, to answer your question, yes, it will stifle a, a, a good opposition. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at the climate, I think that's a foregone conclusion in terms of what kind of opposition they're going to get. Who, who's leading the independents? Are they? Are they? I mean, are we everybody knows around the world why they are independents, 
But are they are they looking to to join up and and come under what banner? Uh, at, at this stage, it's way too early to tell okay. uh, what's going to okay. happen. Um, well, I think people and are waiting for the coalition government to form. Um, is, and that's definitely been decided. The coalition. Uh, yes, yes. So they've uh, there, there was a news this morning that um, they've had that discussions. That's what they're going to do. Um, obviously, the official results have not come in yet. Believe it or not. So, the country went to the polls on Thursday. Um, it's now Saturday, and it's. Uh, I think they're supposed to be making announcements within 48 hours. So, so, so who's the prime minister? Who, the, who, who which which party gets the, the? Exactly. So you can you can assume <laughs> you can assume that it, it will probably be it will probably be Nawaz Sharif. Um, but um, but it's not decided. I think the template it will be probably be similar to the one that was before, right, where you had Shah Sharif as the prime minister and you had a number of. Uh, PPP members in certain cabinet positions. I'm quite surprised. So by, by, I'm quite surprised that uh, People's Party have uh, they did not put uh, Balawal Bhutto forward as a as a um, as a kingpin in this. Yeah, they don't have enough votes, though. Unfortunately, in the National Assembly, they've got 54 to 55 seats. Uh, PMLN has 74. The Independents have 95. MQM is the nearest largest party, which is 17. Um, so. Uh, you know there is there's still some um, some work to be done and and, and who knows he, oh, he may get the away uh, from the foreign away from the politics of it brother other i mean everybody's aware what's the mood um mm. in the general public and out in the cities i mean it, safety has always been a, a key factor what what's the mood out there well i um i arrived in Lahore on Thursday and I was trying to reach my relatives who were there to receive me at the airport and the mobiles were shut down. Yeah. yeah. So there's no communication at all for uh, you know, a good part of the day. That also caused problems. Again, the original point that you raised about uh, people coming to the polls, that caused a lot of problems for people because they didn't know where the polling stations were. You know, well. people do these last minute things. Uh, also on social media, they, you know, you normally get these news about what's happening. Yeah. Uh, where the vote is probably going towards, etc. So that could galvanise more people to come out. That never happened. Yeah. So um, you know that that's one of the things that you know the, the, what was the issue from a security perspective that they they wanted to curtail any any issues. Uh, so that's why the they, they shut down the, yeah. the mobile network. That, that's um, that's upsetting to hear mm. because. Uh, I, I, you don't have to answer this question, but a lot of people in the UK talk about the army mm. influence. Um, is that what people are talking about in Pakistan? Um, it's. Uh, it, it's. I, I think it's. You, you can see of the last um, three years, two to three years, what's happened, uh, and it's obviously uh, a point of discussion as well. Um, obviously, the army has a very big role to play in the country in terms of its defence, um, and um, if you listen to some of the news outlets like uh, uh, Geo News, they've been they've been they've been vocal in a sense, but n- not really uh, pointing fingers anywhere. Mm. Um, but um, I think, by and large, there is a there is a push. For example, uh, Nawazri was mentioning a couple of days ago that you know. <coughs> Everybody has a role to play in, in uniting the, the country, and, and, and the armed forces has a very big role. 
Final, um, fi- my, my final question, because we're coming up to the hour, brother Adil. Um, is, is the coalition likely to last? I mean, just looking at past history, um, these two parties who normally are at each other's necks, suddenly they always seem to find a way to, to, to move forward. Will they last for five years? Um, <clears throat> they managed it for a year and a half. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know, it's 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 really going to be interesting to see what uh, posts each of the cabinets get from the parties, and whether they can agree on the on the same manifesto. Wonderful, brother Adil, I'm going to let you go. I'm going I'm going to let you go because we're coming yeah. up to the hour. I just want to thank you for taking time no out for us. Um, I hope All to see right. you next time around in London instead of globe trotting. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, have sure. a good day. Peace be with you, brother. Okay. Exactly. Thank you for having me. There you're welcome. That's awesome. Luckily, glad we got our deal. Yeah. Nice, nice perspective on that. Yeah. You know, we we've gone Asia. We let's not let's talk about the white elephant here, United States of America. Where's the youth? We are in America, the supposed policeman of the world, the 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 peacemaker in inverted commas, are two eighty-year-old men. Yeah. Yeah. Donald Trump and Mr. Biden. What's so going on? I, I, I saw a post online the other day which made me laugh. It said, um, why is it that um, most uh, most countries have a law that um, people can't work, don't need to work after 60, yes. right? But the people that are leading the country are yeah, like older, that's so way true. past that. It's like, how can they run the country but they can't like operate most machinery or things like that? This is... Yeah, yeah. It, 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 no, no, I, I agree with you, and and I think we shouldn't be ageism. Of course, I think we should allow if people are capable to do but that's the, the job question. that they're doing. There's the key word. Yes, I agree. I so, and and I think that that that's that's what people, the population of the United States, would judge. Two elderly men, yeah. um, is their mindset correct? Are they able to lead the country? If they can, and they're over the age of 80 then uh, or over the age of 70 by the time whenever they finish the 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 term then i don't have a problem with that but i think maturity wisdom plays a strong part we've spoken about that but if it if it stifens other people who are more capable Mm. and that's just the internal politics of the party many people talk about pamela um what, uh, Kamala Harris. Yeah, uh, Pamela Harris. Uh, Kamala, why, Kamala, Kamala, Kamala Harris. Why, why is she not coming through? Well, what what's happening? Mm. Um, and obviously, why is um, Donald Trump, who potentially could be in prison, leading yeah. the country? It's all kind of you see this, I, in this morning's uh, um, in this morning's I weekend uh, edition. Uh, they questioned that this exact question. Uh, was asked uh, to Britain's former uh, Britain's former ambassador to Washington, yeah. Sir Peter uh, Westmacott, and he said UK is less worried about Joe Biden losing, and more worried about Trump winning. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Yes, I- exactly. You, you, depending on who you're talking to. Yeah. I had a conversation with some young people. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised. They said, yeah, bring on Donald Trump. Yeah, see, I was, I was, uh, see this is where I was thinking about this. The reason why I feel like they're probably more worried about Donald Trump is because he, well, I don't know the exact financials, but because he has his own money, a lot of politicians I've found, mm. and again, this is a personal experience, uh, personal opinion, um, that a lot of politicians are usually, especially in America, 
are um, controlled by the largest donors that they have, right? Because that's what funds the campaign, the yes. marketing campaign. Yeah. Whereas I think that's where um, Trump was a bit of an anomaly, where he was already funding himself and he had the money. So he was less, I don't know, um, held well, he back. Broke all the, he broke all the rules. <laughs> yeah, he literally just did what Cambridge Analytica I mean, the, is one of them. But yeah, like, you're right. I think the best example of that we talk about is, is the gun laws. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows what's going on. Yeah. People are, kids are shooting one another. Yeah. At school, Teachers are petrified, are they? And the way the the security of schools is going, is that what we want to do? You mean like do, do, so? I know like some of his policies were a bit out there, but like a lot of the time, you could see it's just a person saying, "Okay, we'll solve the problem with this," or like you know, someone like. Whereas I feel like um, a lot of the times, there's. Um, so many other nuances that are considered before things which is a good thing but I think sometimes they can be controlling as well it's like oh we can't do that because we'll annoy these people right yeah no or, I understand that or like, yeah. and, and, the, yeah. and, and there's politics yeah. at play yeah, yeah. Uh, for, so I think that's why I'm quite interested um, in this I think that that's why he's quite feared as a I don't know I think lack of a better word loose cannon I would say it is a loose Oof. cannon, but but I I also think that he wouldn't be a loose cannon had the Democrats put up a a, a, a capable uh, candidate who yeah. who was based around justice, humanity, and I think Biden's stance again I I do think it's relevant what's happening in 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 Palestine, um, the 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 funding for the first time. Uh, funding was uh, rejected. Seventeen billion package um, was was rejected by the by the. I think it was a Senate. Um, Who's that to for? Israel, to, Israel. To, to Israel, yeah, for because the they're also time. talking about the funding to Ukraine as That's well. Right. Yeah. But I mean, you know, we've coming up to thirty seconds. Um, we're going to carry on this conversation after yeah. eleven o'clock. Can I ask one quick question? But no, no. Yeah, afterwards, yeah. afterwards, uh, I'm going to leave you with a thought. Uh, the Daily Express says Boris Johnson is seriously considering making a frontline politics comeback to give the Tories a poll boost. Yeah. So ponder over that thought. Grab yourself a cup of tea. And we're going to go and listen to some brief messages. You're listening to Saturday Morning Live with myself, Kayum, brother Hanif. No, sorry. You're listening to Saturday Morning Live with Kayum Hanif. And Fahim, do stay tuned. We'll be right back after some messages and the 11 o'clock news. Voice of Islam Radio. Our God is a very loyal God. 
and for those who remain loyal to him, he shows wonderful works. The world wishes to tear them to pieces and to eat them up, and every enemy grinds his teeth on them, but he who is their friend saves them from every danger and brings them out triumphant on every field. How fortunate then is he who does not let his hold go of such a God. To him we render our faith, and it is him we have recognized. Of all the world, he alone is the God who has sent down his revelation on me, who for me has shown powerful signs, who has sent me down as the promised Messiah for this age. There is no God except he, in heaven nor on earth. Use your senses to find God. God must be found. Use your ears to hear his sound. Look up, look down, the sky, the ground. Look left, look right, look all around. God is with us wherever we look. He gave us the answers in the perfect book. So recite in the name of thy Lord who created. For your obedience he has patiently waited. See, God is with you everywhere. The bed, the stairs, the floor, the chair. Don't be disobedient. Please take care. He hears and sees all. Don't forget he's there. So next time you think about committing sin, just remember you're letting the devil in. This life is not just about worldly pleasure. The hereafter is where you'll find real treasure. So use your senses and use your sense. Ignorance is not a valid defence. You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Live with myself, Kayyum, Hanif and Fahim. And the topic of the morning has been <laughs> politics, the year of elections, 2024. And just before the break, um, um, I, I read out to you the, the, the headline about our former Prime Minister, Mr. Boris Johnson. Um, we couldn't speak about Donald Trump and not talk about Boris Johnson. They kind of fit the same equation. Yep. Um, but uh, do you think that Boris Johnson will make a difference to the Tory vote? If you are interested, give us a call 0208-687-7878. If you are not voting, I really want to know why you're not voting. Mm-hmm. 0208-687-7878. Do you think it's a good idea uh, that uh, there is this new notion of the TMV, the Muslim vote, where it could make a difference? Give us a call, 0208-687-7878. Do you think um, <clears throat> there is nothing in, in the, the, the political landscape that is going to interest you to get up and go out and make a vote and make a difference? Give us a call, 0208-687-7878, or join us on our social media platforms at Voice of Islam UK. Brother Hanif, you, were, you wanted to have that uh, a quick um, comment just before we before we went to the news. I think the moment's lost. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> but actually... But you can still ask it. Yeah, of course I can. Yeah, yeah, of course I can. I mean, the, the question I had after what Fahim said about yeah. the the looseness of loose the, yeah. the miscannon of uh, Donald Trump, and I was going to say, just before you go, who, who did Donald Trump call the rocket man? <laughs> 
Well, okay, President Kim Jun Young. Well, yeah. If, well, I, pronou- if, I, if I pronounce that, yeah, yeah she did, yeah. But it, well, but the moment's gone. But I think yeah. the point you ended up, I ended up, or was was more of a valid point. But you know, we we yeah. we've spoken about America. We've spoken about. Um, you know, we spoke to Brother Adil in, in, in Pakistan who gave us uh, an update. Bangladesh, I forgot mm. to say, again, um, one, I would say I would look upon Bangladesh as a success story in Asia because a country who was suffering, who, who had suffered serious um, uh, climatic ch- issues. Uh, uh, um, they had uh, floods of, of uh, unimaginable uh, sizes. Um, <clears throat> where again, a country which was more controlled by military and suddenly... Um, over the past few decades, um, you know, Sheikh Hasina, take my hand off to her, uh, Sheikh, uh, take my hat off to her. She has done well, um, where she has uh, turned Bangladesh into a a recognisable and a significant economy within the Asian world. Um, <clears throat> they definitely have overtaken Pakistan uh, and are beating them by a, a significant mile, and they are the real competitors to to the Indian economy uh, within that sector. Of course, not forgetting China um, you know Ch- China is uh, sitting back and uh, and watching all of these countries going to the polls um, and uh, because China is everywhere you name it China is everywhere <laughs> the Iran think of a country yeah. where the Chinese have not uh, infiltrated the economy or the politics or uh, the consumer in, in one way shape or form definitely um, so we spoke at the before the show. You wanted to know about marketing. Yeah. That, well, this yeah. is why I brought China into this. <laughs> yeah. You see, so. I wanted to give that segue into into this because China uh, China owns us as individuals. Yeah, I've been hearing different stories about China. Okay. Cool. I've got lots of friends. Is that really? many of the people don't? Do I do have. <laughs> I, I can count the more than my two hands. Here. <laughs> that many of the people that invested in in China, building homes, etc., yes. everything, and they gave their kind of I think they, they gave up their pensions yeah. they're all empty and yes. having to knock a lot of those buildings down yes so yeah. I, okay. I just add that into the mix because I've been hearing lots of stories although um, China owns many of our ports yes. <laughs> soon all of them yeah soon all of them <laughs> yeah and also the, the investment that they've done uh, for him in, in Africa building all the roads oh, yeah. in Ghana yeah. they kind of expanded you're right but is it coming back at them? I don't know. You can spin that for me if you want. <laughs> I don't. I, I, just before Fahim comes into this, market? I don't think. I, yeah, I don't know how you're going to expect Fahim to answer that question. Um, well, but my point was that yeah. I don't see the Chinese don't think next year. They think ten years. Yeah. They, they they're more realistic um, in in respect of their returns. Mm. They 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 truly think national china long game they don't think oh me myself and i that that notion doesn't exist Um, and hence why you know commercially they they uh they are they are ruling they're they're ruling the world in respect of consumerism which is why marketing comes into it yeah Yeah. and and the reason the 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 notion of marketing came into it because we were talking i I was listening to again dr aziz afiz and humanity first was doing um, was collecting money for Gaza and uh, and there's so many other charities out there and, and there's so many um, elements um, of uh, of consumerism out there that we are so and I thought to myself including me I think all of us 
uh, I have a habit of getting up early morning after after prayers. I go for a walk, and yeah. I look for uh, always look for an independent. I have a habit of looking for independent coffee shops. Yeah, and, and and you, I always used to walk past this old greasy cafe kind of thing. Um, which reminded me of my old school days, uh, you know, because that was the only cafe that was around in those days. <laughs> but they used to make this beautiful, fresh bun. They used to cut a fresh tomato and they used to make an egg in front of you and they used to give you an egg and tomato yeah. roll. And they used to make a proper cup of coffee or a tea. Builders tea. Yeah. yeah. And that used to cost three quid. And I had one this morning and yeah. it cost me four quid. <laughs> and, I then, and, and I thought... Marketing, it still, is marketing because because <laughs> if that if that if that role, if I'd gone to a, a, a well-known uh, coffee shop or a cafe or whatever you want to call them, right. you know, and and I had a cup of tea, it would have cost me like ten quid. Yeah, because you're paying for the I'm brand. Six pound. It's your fault, isn't it, Fahim? <laughs> and that was my yes, point. It's, that it's I knew, me in I particular. thought to myself, yeah. I thought Fahim is here today. <laughs> I'm going to tell Fahim you're responsible for that six extra pound that's being spent every morning. Yeah. But and I thought, how programmed are we yeah. that we don't think that if we, if we were not to spend that six pound extra, and again, mm. I'm using the example because of what I did this yeah, morning, yeah. six pounds, let's say twice a week, 12 quid a week, um, over a year, 52 weeks, that's nearly 700 odd quid. Yeah. What a difference that would make. And I know, I know it's a warped way of thinking. I know, Hanif is looking no, at no, you no, thinking, and you're thinking, yeah, yeah, altruistic, very idealistic. But you're, you're a marketer. Yeah. What's going on? So it's, it's about branding. Am I on right? the wrong, am I, am I going down the wrong path here? No, I wouldn't say. Or am I just say. too old? No, no. <laughs> I think, I think, you consume content everybody consumes content and i would say actually we're better than that now like where buyers are a lot more um clued on essentially right because they do their own research whereas oh. before you like you you would get uh, display badge, uh, badges everywhere on your uh, website so for example let's say you set something and you accept all those cookies etc um you will see it everywhere and it's just planted in your face right and for me i think that marketing now especially good marketing is done through values right so what it is is that now more than ever especially gen z they are way more conscious of where they're putting their money right and they are aligning themselves with these brands so these brands they promote a lifestyle right so they have values and they know where the money is going, where the profits are going, etc. And there's a lot more transparency. That is essentially where well, marketing you, you is going you haven't, you haven't hit the nail on the head from my point of view. Okay. You haven't used the word taste. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. That, that, that egg and tomato roll from the from the local builders you're about authenticity yeah. exactly yeah. that taste ain't never gonna come in a fashion coffee shop and, that, right. and, and, and the taste that a builder's tea or a builder's coffee ain't never gonna come in a yeah. in a fashion coffee yeah. so, and I'm paying six pounds for what to make to, to think oh I, after this you're gonna go back and cook it yourself <laughs> <laughs> no you'll pay, you know why you're paying six <laughs> <laughs> Next show, I'll come with a flask. <laughs> no, the reason why you're paying that six quid <laughs> is 
<laughs> it's so you can look good while, while you walk there you yeah. go so you can look good That's and you can point. be like you know what right like I'm I'm part of this lifestyle and you know that yes. image I have of my head or the image that's been put in your head Right, because you've seen it with the influencers. They're they're holding that same coffee. Yeah. You know, I, I was talking to someone the other day about like working, right? Like working from home, and I was like, it's actually quite difficult. I find it quite difficult. But like, you know, when you you imagine it, you're like, yeah, well, I'm gonna wake up. I'm gonna go. My laptop's gonna be there. So it's all. I'm gonna have a nice screen. I'm gonna have a coffee and have. Right? Like, people, people do right. Like, there's this whole ideal, and it's the, <laughs> that's what marketing does, right? It showcases sure. the idea. And it showcases your pain points. That's the main thing. Yeah, yeah. Good marketing does that. What it does is that it says, "Oh, you know what? Uh, you're struggling with, uh, you know, shoes, right? Um, I, these shoes that I'm wearing, right? They, they're barefoot shoes, and they were marketed to me because, you know, <laughs> uh, we've changed as a society. What did uh, you call them? They're barefoot shoes. What so, in God's so, name is that? So they, they they make you feel like you're walking barefoot. barefoot. Yeah. Why would you want to feel like you're walking? Because we went uh, evolution and all of so that. Like, wouldn't it, be, <laughs> wouldn't it <laughs> not save you money just to be barefoot? Why would you buy it. trainers to you make know, yourself feel like could, you're barefoot? It's London, I can step on a needle, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, I can't be careful, right? So it's so that's that's the thing. So it's it's marketing essentially what it does is it makes you it understands your pain points, right? And it makes them very aware to you so that you want to solve them and we provide you I'm, the solution I'm going to raise well. an important point and connect you to the first point uh, before B- Brother Hanif comes this marketing hmm. yes it is about today how is marketing connected to the way people or parties are going to be running this election in 2024 and so how is marketing going, going to, to use how is it going to be used okay so um it's advertising, right? So the Cambridge Analytica um, scandal, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, really simply explained is when Facebook exposed data uh, on up to 87 million people's Facebook uh, accounts to a researcher who worked for Cambridge Analytica and that Cambridge Analytica worked on Trump's campaign also tested on Brexit as well these are f- proven facts or yes, al- yeah, yeah. Or, or, it's, or it's all in- investigations that okay. have been done and stuff so what they did was essentially is that what happens on uh, social media is that it creates an echo chamber you are served the same type of content so let's say you, you liked a piece of content that's about coffee right you'll constantly get coffee content because they're like, okay, you like that. I want to keep you on this platform for as long as possible. But what happens is that if over a a period of time, if all you hear about coffee, you're going to start to think that tea is bad, right? Because you're constantly reinforced that message that coffee is the one, coffee is the one, coffee is the one. And that's what has been used with uh, these campaigns. The reason why in Cambridge Analytica it was it was bad because, you know, you, they were influencing the election, mm. right? They were influencing the election through that. So marketing is usually used in elections, like, you know, on social media to promote the messages, to promote the values of the party. And, you know, basically, highlighting the pain points that you're feeling so it'll be like you know are you are you suffering from the cost of living crisis right labor is the solution tories is the solution whatever party it is that w- that that's how it's going to be used hmm. and if yeah no i can uh 
agree more. Ultimately, that's a tool in the uh, campaign. Is marketing and spin the same? No. I think definitely not. But the spin doctors, when did they when did they emerge onto the circuit? I think. Well, was Tony it? Blair wasn't it? Yeah, before, around Tony What's Blair's time, Alistair, Alistair, Cam- yeah, Alistair Campbell. Alistair Campbell. But yes, of course, and you should use every tool you have at your disposal to be able to send your message out there. Because if you genuinely believe, and you're talking from a from a party's perspective, mm. I mean, just take. I think a good example would be climate change, mm. right? I mean, mm. everybody knows, <laughs> right? I mean, I'm, I'm not only just I'm saying it because it's an easy one that people understand climate yeah. change. But there are many people who still deny that cli- the, the world is warming up yeah. and we're having all of these additional well, floods. It's been the warmest year since time. Yeah. And when you, uh, I was reading something or I uh, heard someone say that, uh, let me just go it here, that NASA was saying that even just... Right. They say that around by 2030 or maybe 2050, I think it's more likely to be 2050, that even large parts of London, the coastal areas, will start flooding much regularly. And we might even have, uh, he said, all the way from South London, from Greenwich all the way to Battersea, you'll have hundreds of thousands of homes continuously um, being kind of flooded, right? So the reality is, is that are people serious about it or not? Are people seeing it? So there was that movie some time ago, Don't Look Up. And they knew a meteorite was coming, but they told the world, don't look up. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a funny kind of spin on yeah, it because yeah. you ignore it, but it hits you. Yeah. So that's where marketing gets people to do things probably is not the right thing. So we know that some parties are better than others, obviously, but they win. Why is it that they win? Let because they've you, done a marketing Let right. me ask oh. you a question here. And genuine question. Yeah. Not that they haven't been previously. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The reason I this said... This one's gen- genuine. <laughs> no, this, this one's genuine because it's a political question oh, yeah, about okay, the Labour Party. Yeah, yeah. Go and on. everything else. And I think also that when you look at the Labour Party, when it, as many people say, as you turn, in my opinion, it's just changed. It just hasn't put the number on there, the 28 billion. It's still 100% committed to improving people's lives, giving them the job opportunities, creating a brand new industry and allowing people to feel that they can put food on the table, create the jobs, create the national health system, do everything. It's not changed its mind, it's how it's going going to do it. Because when you have the idea at the time to spend twenty-eight billion every year till twenty thirty, the interest rates which I mentioned earlier in our discussion were minimal. But now after that crash of that mini budget by Liz Truss and by Quasi Kwartang, we know that at the pockets, the money in people's pockets are so stretched and it's the same as the Labour Party they understand that now the government's credit card is being maxed out so how then can we as a party continue that because the the to win integrity and trust which we spoke about earlier for a party is that are they going to carry on this way when they know there's no more money left so a party needs to reevaluate itself it doesn't mean the values change it means that we still understand that people still need to um have a doctor when they need it they still need the fire engine or the police to come when they need them do we turn our back on those no we still have those values at the core i mean this is the first time this government has forced the nurses to go on strike 
I mean, there are difficult choices. And I and I take no lessons from being able to make a change my mind on something which I feel that now needs to be re-evaluated. And that's all that the Labour Party has done. Looked at the book. We still don't know how much the credit card has been maxed out. Why would we do it? It doesn't well, make sense. the credit card's maxed out because they've given money to Israel, weaponry, defence, Ukraine. So would Labour can come in and say, well, you know what? This money that we're going to give in billions... But they won't, will they? Like I said to you... That's an international community issue though, right? No, like, but uh, that's the thing. Like, that's this the time politics around, of international... This time around, and I'll talk personally, mm. I've changed my mind for the first time because of the, inter- because of the international stance mm. of our governments. I am looking for people who... I'm thinking, well, I'm going to vote for someone who does want a ceasefire. Right. The two main parties have said no because I, if I was to look, I at think it, they're not I, saying that I, they don't want a ceasefire, but they, I mean, but they haven't spoken about one. That's yeah, my point. Have spoken. And my my point is that the need of the ceasefire outweighs my niggly needs in a country of a developed nation in this world, yeah. where I am thinking that that is much more important. Right. No, but I hear you. But okay, so. That's where I think that it can be difficult because I I would vote for a ceasefire. So put me in charge, mm-hmm. right? Like, but the thing is, is that you need someone who's going to be able to like. That's just one thing, yes, right? And there's a whole load of things that we have to think about, and it's about the person who can do the best job. You're never going to find someone other than yourself, mm-hmm. right? Who's going to align exactly with what and make the decisions that I you would. I think you do. hit the nail yeah. on the head. The person is going to do the best job. If I was to vote for someone mm. who doesn't even believe in it, then yeah, but on uh, one issue, though. Yeah, but you're talking yeah. about one issue. A so, lot of people and, vote uh, yeah. on one issue. Oh, no, I hear that. I hear that. But I, what I'm trying to say is that I totally agree with you in the sense that, like, that's a big issue for me as well. Oh, that is going to be a big impact. But what I'm trying not to do is I'm trying to think, like you were saying, the Chinese do, yeah. right? Think long term, yeah. right? And ultimately, you want someone in there who is there. And with the U turn thing, right? Like, for me, I was saying that. As long as it's acknowledged that we are adapting, because things change, right? Th- things go wrong. I-, I hear what you're saying. You're saying that, look, who? Where's the integrity, right? You're, you're saying that someone, if they state something, they should, to, yeah. where, you should stick to. You should stick to what they did, right? Yeah. They made that promise. They should stick to it. But I hear your point, where you're saying that things change, right? And and we need to readjust. Except so so the last I think thing that you want is for a party like the Labour Party to say we can afford it, we're going to do it. But I think mm. the most important thing is for anybody, if we make a promise, can we deliver it? Yeah. And can the nation afford it? Right? If the nation can't afford the twenty eight billion year on year out because of circumstances of change, are we that I don't disagree make, with you. Yeah, no, right, but yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. But the thing so is the, ten times? Ten <laughs> pledges? Ten times Tory's fault. No, no I would say Labour say, look, we got it wrong. No, but I, no by you yeah. turning, effectively, you're not saying you got it wrong, but you're reevaluating. You're being sensible. How many times do you make change your mind in the daily basis? That means the- that means you got forecasting issues. No. Yeah, but the, see, for me, I think that um, with the, with the Tories, like I feel like it's. They've, they have it's made a foregone mis- conclusion they're going to lose. No, but what I'm trying to say is that I, feel, I see where you're coming from in the sense that you're like, look, if you have integrity, you're going to say something and you're going to stick by it. Yes. Right? Okay. You're saying that things can change, right? Yep. But what, like, what can you do? Like, there's, there's no, you can have integrity in that changing. 
without a doubt, think, yeah. without a doubt. No, no, but, not and I think that's what we're that's what I would I'm, be I'm looking for I'm not disagreeing yeah, with, with what Hanif is saying what I'm saying is if there have been 10 changes mm. and they've said yes think, and, and I do agree the, the, the reasoning they're giving mm. does make sense mm. however if it happens once twice 10 pledges were made by Kirsten you're losing trust, right? every yeah. single one of them which leads to if you're into politics mm. you'll sit there you'll study it you'll say yes valid points mm. make sense Mr. Joe Bloggs out there on the door mm. doesn't think that. Yeah, but look, this is where the marketing, the spin doctor comes in. <laughs> yes. Where you continuously, yeah. I mean, if you talk about so many other issues, I mean, the other thing that I'd like to say, you know, when you talk about from whose perspective are yeah. we actually a- answering these questions? When we look at the NHS is one example. When we look at Brexit is another way to look at it. But also when you look at people who are like looking at childcare, for example, we've got growing families that are wanting to uh, go to work, put their kids in childcare. I mean, how many times have we spoke about childcare as a party for the Labour Party where we implemented the system, which we said, we know the the Tory party, they can come up and talk to me about it. They took some of those ideas. But the most funniest thing is, is that although they offered a childcare pledge, but now we know there was no plan. <laughs> so they said you're going to money, but there's no money. There's it's, no plan. So uh, I mean, yeah. and there's another thing to that as well. You've got this whole industry of nurses that are now choosing to not be in this, not be in this industry. So who's going to look after our children? Yeah. What, what is happening there? So there are so many questions, depending on which lens you're looking for. I understand your perspective. It's a number one priority on you yep. about the the situation with, with, Ga- with Gaza, Gaza. Yep. and Israel. And it is that for many people. There's a difference between foreign policy, which is something that we need to decide mm. how we work with the international community. And also then it's about people like young families that are having to make real hard real choices. You've got situations of antisocial behaviour where you've got a policy, for example, that allowed uh, a shop, a retail outlet, if someone comes in there and they raid the shop for less than £200, no police officer needs to go after them. And what happens? You get repeat offenders coming to the same shop because they know no police are going to get get have a gun. That's a decision that was made. Look, okay, let me so, ask you. Okay, but bear, bear with me here. You see, my, my problem in not just Labour, with yeah. parties across the board, when you ask them something, they never talk about themselves. They always talk about the other, and that's my problem. Yeah, I hear that. I yeah. hear that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's their fault, right? It's, it's it. other blaming. Fine, yeah. blame someone else. Yeah. Tell me what you're going to do. Yeah. And Labour has failed miserably. I'm sorry, you can't How? say that. Tell me. I can read off about 10 policies straight away. Wait, wait, wait. You've just given an example of the yeah. 200. The 200 pounds. pounds. Yeah. What will Labour do? Well, they're going to abolish it straight away. And do what? Where are they going to get the police officers from? No, hold on. The two hundred pound, mm-hmm. well, that will be abolished. Therefore, police will actually go and and rip, and when the when the retail uh-huh. agency uh, reports it, they will then be allowed to physically go after the repeat offenders. But you, you need the police force to go out for them to go out. Yeah. One of the reasons stories did this is because there's a shortage of police officers. And why? Because they cut them. Irrelevant. They cut Thirteen them. years ago. Yes, not and they today. haven't been replaced They're, ever since. But the point, they only started replacing. This is the issue that you're finding. No, no. But this is my point. 
I'm not going to get into the policy no, of the I things know. because I'm neither Tories nor no, Labour at the moment. Yeah. I know, so but everybody no knows, everybody yeah. knows yeah. that the, the police yeah. are they're going to increase. I mean, one of the policies we talked about yeah. is that 13,000 more neighbourhood police officers will be put back on the streets, yeah. neighbourhood break. I mean, there are so many policies that I don't want to get into because it's unfair because there's no one here from yeah. the other party. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. But, but I don't, I don't really want to get into... No, yeah. I don't. My, my, my point is that be it Tory, be it Labour, or they blame each Lib other. Dems. They don't blame. They blame. The reason I'm not going to bring Lib Dems into it at the moment is because uh, I don't know too much about them. So I'm not going to. I don't want. I don't really want to tarnish them or I don't whatever wanna, party. I don't want to talk them up. Yeah, yeah. At the moment, the two main parties are mm-hmm. Labour and Tories. And at the moment, I think personally, I think the youth. Uh, we've spoken about the Muslim vote. Mm. I think, and and more Muslim, more, more than the Muslim vote, the youth vote. Yeah. I think both of them, both of these parties, are doing one of the greatest disservices is to the younger generation. I agree. Totally. Um, can't dis- uh, and, and I think... And I'm not again, saying we are. No, no, I'm saying both parties. No, both I parties. mean, you can't say that because the party that's been in power making the decisions has been in there for 14 years. And I don't see Labour saying anything different for 14 years. Uh, I, I'm sorry. You, you see, you can't to me, conservatism... It's easy when you're not on, when me, you're on the outside, you can say I'm what a voter. you want. I, I have more of a vote, more of a voice than anyone who's involved in politics. I believe conservatism, sure. true conservatism... Uh, is is broken i think true labor for what it was stands for is broken i think conservatism was broken between uh, okay, between may between may uh boris um truss um, and sunak i think conservatism oh. took a nosedive but I, then i think i look at keir starmer from a labor point of view i think him on his own has taken uh you know labor into a nosedive he's not tony blair He's not Tony Blair, and and I think both of these parties are failing, that are are failing the the youth who are the future of this country, and I think they are um, they they're going down the populist um, uh, uh, narrative, and they're they're looking to divide more than unite people, and I think that is unjust. I think it's dangerous. And I think to go down a narrative of populism because everyone else around the world is doing I, so, I, th- I, it, I, I think we're, we're. I think it's 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 a it's a slippery slope. No, I'm, I'm sorry because you cannot say that's like tarnishing a, such a broad stroke brush. You can't say that. I, Do you I think policies? Well, you got, <laughs> but you got to. You've got I can to, back it up. You, I can back it up. Well, you, you I can back it up. Well, it's very simply, I'm, I'm a country sorry, like a country, uh, 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 two main parties. You see, so school, who, so school dinners, like free school meals. We had that as a policy. No, no. Wait, it wait, went. wait, 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 wait. I, I, I don't want to go into policies because I don't have. I'm not. A, I'm not a Tory party member, so I can't speak for Tories. Right. So I don't want to really go down in the. No, I know, but but, you, but when you say these things that all parties as I'm a defend, voter, yeah, as but a voter. I am here defending. I'm defending politics. Yes, I'm not here you're, defending. You're, you're, the defend Tory and Labour. And that's what I'm saying. Is that the decision that what you're saying mm-hmm. is that no party cares about the youth of today is is wrong. It's how you implement the policy to make a uh, difference Anif, in people's lives Anif, uh, you uh, cannot uh, say that and before the tories came yeah, yes it was tony blair gordon brown they it was labor sold off school fields the built the, more the, schools than they were, but more they sold hospitals they, than anywhere let me else finish, let me finish before you go into your political rhetoric it's it's it, the, the the school fields the youth clubs they were abolished by labor yeah because in before them 
um, sports fields and sports activities and youth clubs were part and parcel of the communities. What I'm saying to you is, to me, it's irrelevant whether it's Labour or Tory because you talk about past 13 years because you have a, a, an interest. I am saying as a voter, I would look at the past 26 sure, sure, 20, sure. to 30 years. Right, got it. So when you come out it's your exactly street, so, the same. So when you walk out your door, there's no park near where you are. Right? Absolute such a my school, my kids' school, yes. they don't have a playing field. Yes. You, and you know what that does? But that you, keeps you, them No, no, hold on. You've asked me a question, let me yes. answer it. That keeps them in the school. They can't go out. That means PE has to be they have to be coached to go to a different field yeah. where the school has to pay someone else. Yeah. They have to pay someone else to get they don't have a field. And then next to but a school but next you to live a school, in the city of London, do you? Live quite built up area. Well, I was born and bred here Ooh. and I saw I, I, I didn't have to go and infringe on the rights of the kids to take away their field. Uh, and build okay, flats but, there. But let's, just, let's summarize this, no, like, because no, I, I, I'm not. I, I feel like you guys are just talking yeah, about I policies just, now. But this I, is like, my point. You, know, no, I, I examples wanna, you, like, <laughs> you say all schools have all lost all sold all the land. Yes. That's these are fields. broad stroke fields. fields. You cannot say all fields have been sold off. I mean, these when you Name make these type of statements. Name me a school in Hounslow. Yes, which has a which has a, it's attached the sc- same school that I went to when I was born, Heathland School. Mm-hmm. It still has it. Lambton School still has its fields. I mean, I there are so many. You, even where we are now today, you've got parks, you've got yeah. schools. You keep going back to parks. To, We're not talking about parks. Parks is a different, different, different kettle of fish. Again, but, 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 but what's the point here? I don't want to go down. I don't want to go down. We're talking about policies here. It doesn't matter. Well, like what I want to throw out there is that. Is this about? Is this more what you're saying about the disillusionment with the Gaza situation? Isn't doesn't it say more about the international community rather than? No, because I am. I when I'm voting for my leader, mm. then it's about what my country's stance is, not the international stance. Because but, if my country's stance is wrong, then loyalty to my country is to point out to my nation that you're making a wrong decision because it's unjust, it's inhumane, and and. <coughs> this notion that I have to vote for uh, or with the country. No, with the country, I care for my nation, not the political party. If the political party is making a wrong decision, it is, it is again, within the same equation to say you're, that's a wrong decision. So no and one's denying that, <coughs> are they? Well, Who's denying they that for Le- you? Or every single Labour MP, every single Tory MP, they are, there you go. They every are supporting... Single, okay. okay, when you say so, these type of words, every single, mm-hmm. all yeah, fields... That, that is a generalisation. That's just what I... This is what I'm asking. specific? No, no, I, I don't want to be specific. You can say all children, you can say majority, you can say... Labour Party, Well, all MPs of the Labour Party. Labour Party, I said. Labour Party and the Tories are supporting genocide, they are supporting ethnic cleansing, they are supporting apartheid, apartheid. They are supporting war crimes. Yeah, but not all of them, right? Yeah. The parties, the the parties, are they not? The parties, the parties, the the narrative, how many has the Labour Party come out? Has the Labour Party or Conservative parties come out and said they condemn this? No, they don't. But yeah, I think let's move on because I feel like we're going into the weeds. No, but this is the point. Yeah. Going back to the voting side of it, the voter will look at these things. Mm. These are the narratives. These these kind of issues that's created the Muslim vote. Yes. Mm. So on the doorstep, yeah. when you go knocking on doors, 
depending on where you're knocking and where you are in this country, mm-hmm. and you talked about how t- how where the Muslim the the MLO Muslim vote mm-hmm. is in certain areas, it's in terms of the larger population of the United Kingdom. There are many areas that do not have that as their agenda. They don't. And that's the when you balance it up as an overall policy, you need to understand you look at the whole of the country. It's really important to be able to understand it. No one's saying that we do not want a ceasefire. I, when you say no one wants it, you've got people who have left the front bench saying that they want a ceasefire in the Labour Party. Mm-hmm. We know uh, an example of Jess Phillips. She's one of the most prominent, hardworking MPs who have resigned. And so many others have left the front bench. But this because is my point, though, Hanif. But this when is, you say, this, these things are not political. We know, they should be above politics. These should be about humanitarianism okay. and justice. Right. So, when That's you, the point. so when you have children, who, when you have people queuing up in Bristol trying to get an NHS doctor, mm-hmm. a dentist, mm-hmm. so is that to, not a priority? Someone who no, then no, has to, to me, no, no, someone then no, who no, has you to You can't ask me a question take, and don't ask uh, me. Let me, I'm not finished my yeah, point yet. Yeah. So w- when you've got someone who has got a tooth that is coming out, cannot get an NHS doctor, decides to pull it out themselves mm-hmm. because they can't find a doctor. So you think that man's mindset as a priority is what's happening in Gaza? No, I'm not. I'm saying so people like a, me. I'm saying, I'm saying you're people like yourself. Me, and yourself, and, and yes. I keep on saying myself. And I, and I know thousands of people like me, millions in fact, who went on marches, yes. who to them, the, the, the death of a child in Gaza is a hell of a lot more important than the toothache right. of a child in Bristol. That's my point. That, again, as a voter... As a voter, that is my point. No one is denying the horrific <laughs> scenes that are going on in Gaza. They are absolutely intolerable, and we can. And what worries me is that we've become decentralised by those civilian deaths that you're mentioning. Thirty thousand yeah. genocide uh, of thirty thousand yeah. people. Yeah, and it, it is. It's, it's horrific, and it continues to devastate people's aiding, lives. We are aiding and abetting it. And that's my problem. And to me, this is my country. And I am highlighting as a member of this country, born and bred member of this country, that my nation is doing it wrong. That's right. my right to do. No, you, you, of course you have your right, yeah. and you can go and exercise it in the democracy. And that's in this, all I'm asking democracy. the listener to do, that whatever you do, go out there, irrespective of what your belief is. I am not saying to you, uh, uh, go on down one narrative. I am saying, go and vote. If you are unhappy, don't say, I'm not going to vote. I am saying, make sure you go out and vote, irrespective of what your beliefs are. Be it local, regional, national or international. Make a vote. No one's disagreeing with that at all. The point that we're talking about is something slightly different. We've spent the whole first hour saying go out and vote. Mm-hmm. We're talking about how people work mindsets are made up. We're talking about how the marketing influences people, what we see on our TV, what we see on our mobile devices, and having these conversations, how people are being influenced. People have the right to make up their mind mm-hmm. based on how they are feeling and what their circumstances are. Mm-hmm. Some people are very fortunate that they do not financially have any difficulties or they're able to put food on the table. People need to understand that however horrific and devastating and intolerable what's going on and that we do need a ceasefire ASAP right away now and the international community is working tirelessly for that to happen and they are doing their best within the complexes, we still cannot turn your back on children who need help uh, kids who are going having teeth cavity at the age of 
five, six, yeah. having teeth pulled out. I'm not saying there's a comparison. I'm not saying having a child who has to have his teeth taken out because he's not being educated or you're not... Uh, children are being stabbed because they're from a certain different value that they have. Knife crime is through the roof. You cannot ignore these as a leader of the country or any party. They've got to look at things at a whole. Foreign and I'm policy, saying that there are 17 policy. parties in this country who you can make a choice from Fine. of who can deliver those things. That's what I'm saying. That's it's not just case. two, it's uh, not just two parties, case. it's 17 let, parties. Let me just summarise what you guys are saying. Right? <clears throat> so... Um, Brother Kuhn um, is saying that look there's one big issue and if the people and nobody that wants I want to deal with it yeah and no one's dealing with it in the way that you want them to do not, it not the right? way I want them to do yeah, it I, nobody, nobody's dealing with it in a just and humane way yeah it's, it's I, and, and his, if, you, if you look at if you listen to the sermons of His Holiness the fifth caliph of the promised Messiah he is highlighted on two points unjust and inhumane yeah. and those two th- and my my point is those two points supersede everything else no i i hear what you're saying and that's where your vote is going to go right but they also that person also i think what brother hanif is saying is that they also have to think about the the uk and what's going on of here course. there's so much there's so many nuances there's so many issues to deal with that maybe necessarily not on just one issue using that to change it but i think both ways are right like i think that they, they and that is for the listener to decide mm-hmm. right that is it that you one issue how that's represented is that what's going to make you vote yeah. then get get out there and vote if you want to think about what the leadership is doing as a whole then think about that my personal my personal opinion i'll throw in there is that like you said about his holiness i think justice is important and all we want is for our leaders to have integrity. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. 100%. We're looking, and I think that's what a lot of the youth today are yeah. facing, is that they don't trust leaders and they don't feel like there is integrity. Because of the situations that's happened, regardless of the party, you know, party gay, and all, all of these issues that have happened, mm-hmm. right, there isn't a proper representation yeah. of someone who you can say, you know what, just... My other flip side, sorry, I'm just going to finish, yeah, is yeah. that, is there anyone like that who meets all the ideals that we face? Well, that's, right? yeah, exactly. This is the other thing. Is that yes. I, the only person I can see that in, in is in His Holiness, um, the leader of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. But I think that's where his guidance on leadership, if leadership start to hear that, they can be better. And, and I echo everything you say there. And I agree with you, honesty and integrity and trust has gone from politics and it, we need to find a way to do it. Now, for example, if you, everybody knows that we need homes, right? We need to build homes. We haven't been building homes sufficient for, for families to grow and, and work. So, does, so where's the honesty and integrity in that still resides? Let's build the more homes. Which politician is going to say, we're not going to build any more homes? We're not going to have targets that we need to build. The population is growing. I think there is a, we need to make a distinction between how emotionally uh, driven we are to the practicalities of things as much as anything else. If we don't build the homes, 
homes that we need. We don't build the two million operations that we need to curtail the list in the NHS. Does that mean we're not being honest? We've got no integrity? There's no trust? I think the key thing is, it's the delivery is what worries people, where people say that they're going to do one thing, they haven't done it. And this is why I understand, and I'm completely on board with everything that Kareem is saying, is that we're saying that we want the ceasefire to happen, mm. but what are we doing to deliver on it? Yeah, That's the issue. We know we need to build homes. We need to know we need to keep our streets safe. We need to look after our elderly. But are we able to deliver it? Can we afford it? It's a really difficult situation. And we're all on the same boat when it comes to the situation in Palestine and Gaza. We we know we need a ceasefire. We know we need a two-state solution. And how we achieve it? There are different roadmaps to achieving it. And there's going to be severe fallout in all sides. And that is where we need to come to a conclusion. So, do you mind understand exactly where you come from? Feel my get what you're saying. Yeah. It's hard to understand which lens people look at things through and understanding it all. As a marketer, right? Like what I how I see it is that yeah. it's it's a brand, right? Right? Like every party is a brand, and if they go too hard on one issue, right? They will alienate a bunch of other people. And I think that this is the problem at the moment is that mm. both parties or whoever is out there is trying to please everybody because they need the majority, right? But at the end of the day, I think that... You, I see what you're saying, in uh, Brother Kareem, is that you, there is only one issue that needs to be talked about right and 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 i hear that because at the end of the day people are dying you know children women and, and it's something that but then i do feel like there is an issue with the international community like how has any country like i, I read the other day where someone says mm-hmm. i don't understand how anyone can say thirty thousand children have died but like wh- why is there a but yeah there did like what, what what could possibly go at the end of that sentence Right and make it like yeah. justifiable. Yeah, no. But well, my point is, yes, you're right. But before we get to the international community, mm. I look at home. Yeah, you're like, and, and who's visa, representing me? That's right? it. Like, yeah. And my point is, look, for forty odd years, I have my voting history has flipped between two parties. Mm. I'm never going to say I've been tied to one. Mm. It's been about policy. For the first time, I am saying I don't see a difference. That's my problem. Yeah. Okay. That I don't see a difference. <laughs> yeah, I see the yeah. same coin, yeah. and I see two sides of the same. You coin. haven't seen either party go like, "I want this." Exactly. Right. Like, that's my I, problem. I, I, no, which yeah, is yeah, why yeah. I am just, saying yeah. that there are seventeen options. Mm. For the first time, I am having to look, thinking. You're looking beyond it because you're like neither of them are doing it, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's my point. That is it. Time that we go down the route of Europe where coalitions run countries, mm. Germany, Italy. Um, you know, yeah. th- Germany has been very successful um, uh, over decades running a country successfully where they've had uh, combinations of public sector and private sector finances. Mm. Collectively, um, coalitions have run countries. I don't know what the answer is. Is the answer proportional representation? I don't know. Because we've never tried it. Yeah, we should get. We should have a talk about that. I don't personally agree with it. But anyway, mm. all, all I'm saying, I totally get it. I mean, there are so many conflicts that are going on around the world. Uh, around the world. I mean, we mentioned earlier about Myanmar. What's happening to the the Uyghur Muslims? Uh, what's happening in Yemen? Have we had so much? So when we had those wars going on today, are people now voting based on those? Those wars have been going on for thirty, forty years. Mm. The devastation. Children are being killed. 
I think uh, it's, a wrong comparison. Being blown. it's a wrong comparison. It's a wrong comparison because with with and, and this is my point. Yeah, the, 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 we're talking genocide here. We're talking something which is being streamed live on our palm of yes, our hands. Yes, I can't finish off this. I want to finish off this with, with the words yeah. of His Holiness. Yeah, please um, do. Yeah. Power should be given to those who truly deserve it and who will make the progress of the nation mm-hmm. as a whole their priority and who will rule with honesty and integrity. This point is emphasized by the words of His Holiness Hazrat Mirza Masurama, the fifth caliph of the promised Messiah, may Allah strengthen his hand. He said, nowadays, members of the public vote for the party they support. They do not look at the person representing the party, whether they are deserving of the role or not. Neither is the voter acting with justice, nor is the person being given the authority as a result of the votes acting justly. The responsibility is not just of Labour, Tory, Liberal Democrats, Reform, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Yes, they are part of the narrative. But the point of why the vote is important is because we have the same, if not more, of a responsibility to ensure that we are, are putting our voting for the right person, for the right reason. And that is what is important. Integrity, honesty, justice, humanitarianism. And that, yes, personally, for me, Gaza is more important. Yes, it is emotional. But yes, it is something that supersedes all of the other needs that I can think of, be it from a personal, local, regional, national point of view. It supersedes politics. Yeah, because I mean, it's yeah. because it's about humanitarianism, yeah. it's sure. justice, and uh, we can never stop talking about Palestine until we get justice for a free Palestine. We're, we're last five minutes uh, of the show, brother, uh, gentlemen. Yeah, I mean, I sports or you want to carry? No, on? let's just, let's just. I think we just <laughs> you need want to, to carry on. No, politics. I think we just need to finish on this point yeah. because. As Muslims, we're put on this earth for two reasons. One is to worship God Almighty, and secondly, to serve humanity. Yeah. Right, and that kind of feeds into what you're saying. Mm. And if but you exactly. take those two points that we look at our own selves, what are we doing to look after humanity? Yeah. And we've done as a community. We do lots of different things. Um, we go to places in Africa, around the world. We get earthquakes, devastation. We go. The one that's on the tip of people's mind today is what's going on in Palestine and Israel. That conflict has hit a a chord and nerve with every single person in the world. And I can assure you, all the world leaders, and they're all trying to work out how can we stop a third world war? Because this is what is leading to this. Because... We're in this studio here, we're trying a civil conversation, we both understand each other's point of views, but sometimes when things become a little bit too emotional, we don't think rationally. Yeah. So who is it that's going to take a step back? And we're very lucky that we have a, a leader of our community, Hazrat Masood Ahmed, who's the fifth caliph of our, the Ahmadi Muslim community, who is putting, sending us in directions which are going to probably, hopefully, save us from this devastation that we're having. So I... I can't disagree with you anymore, but as uh, you got to look after the whole of the population, so I just leave it there. Yeah. But but again, like His Holiness said, yeah. um, it is it it is in the hands of world leaders. Yeah, yeah. we it, wars don't happen themselves. 
wars are happening because self-interests are being looked at. Humanitarianism and justice is missing. His Holiness has, has been very categorical yep. over the past few weeks on this. Um, you know, I have never, for the life of me, I can't remember in my lifetime where a caliph said, you know, one one prostration for the benefit of, of, of yep. the community and for the Palestinians. He has said specifically, in your prayers, one prostration should be dedicated for the Palestinians. May Allah have mercy on 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 uh, on the innocent of Palestine. Um, I think, um, Fahim, you wanna have a quick yeah? Word? Um, I think that uh, this is the year of elections, which mm-hmm. was the topic that we were discussing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that this is, um, as Brother Hanif said, you know, this is a very devi- divisive issue. I think across the world, um, we're gonna see this divide a lot of people, mm. um, and it could lead to a world war. Um, and I think that you know the advice from His Holiness is is key here, and it's you know a lot of people may feel powerless. They're like, oh, you know what, the leaders aren't doing it. I can't do anything. But ultimately, we are in control of our own actions. We choose and, our leaders, you know, and we choose our leaders, and. At the end of the day, uh, not really see that, but <laughs> um, what's it called? Uh, at the end of the day, we need to be the best that we can be. We need to act with justice. We need to act with integrity in every dealing of life. All right. We're, if you're protesting, you know, protest in the right manner. If you're disagreeing with the protest, disagree with them in the right manner. Mm. At the end of the day, you can only control what you mm. do, and at the and you know, the rest is up to God. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, I think uh, we are coming up to the hour, so I just want to thank uh, Brother Adil, all the way from Pakistan, yeah. globetrotting on taking time out and uh, calling Thomas us and giving us an update, <laughs> <laughs> giving us an update as to what is happening in, in politics out there. Uh, thank you to Brother Hanif for joining us after so many weeks. I hope uh, this is something that uh, we can start doing all over again. Uh, f- thank you for him. Uh, you've been missing. Uh, you know, people people might think you're here as a guest. They don't realize you're part and parcel of the team, and you just Wait, you I just was, chose to me- take some time off here. <laughs> I was mediating. Okay. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but and, can I say, yeah. you know, whenever me and Kiyama are on a show together, this is normal. This is normal. Yeah, yeah no, no, I hear that. Just, <laughs> this is why we positioned you. Yeah, yeah. That's right. You That's put me right in the middle. For anyone, I've been literally stuck in the physical middle as well. It is. Thank you. But it's always a pleasure. Always, 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 always. Look, but, but you know, from a worldly, politically point of view, no, but we can't, we, we don't, we don't mm. agree. Mm. But from a from a religious and uh, from a from a community point of view, we always agree. Yeah. The point is, yes, it's not what we're doing. The end solutions are on the same page, yeah. mm. um, and and this is something that goes. This is this is what life is about. Yeah. Um, but thank you to you for taking time out and and coming to to uh, to join us on on Saturday morning live. Thank you to Brother Tahir in tech. Um, uh, for um, making sure that we are on, on, on air. Uh, thank you to you for listening. Please forgive any shortcomings. Until next time, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon you.